everyone, and welcome back to 40 Cray, the podcast by two almost 40-something dudes who, despite having a ton of adult responsibilities and real-life issues, still love dumb, nerdy stuff like Warhammer and video games and can't get enough of it. I'm Ben, and of course, as always, I'm joined by Tom Bones. Tommy Bones. Tom, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. All right. Well, good. Glad we had this conversation. Good talk, son. Yeah. All right. Anyway, podcast over. Bye. No, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, for this, uh, what? I, oh boy, what even episode are we on? I think this is episode five. Five. Yeah, sounds about right. That's crazy. We've done as many episodes or will have as we have fingers on one hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually. I'm assuming you have five fingers. I don't think you have six, right? On um, yes. Oh well, my apologies then. We will very soon uh, surpass the number of Firefly episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, we should do an episode on Firefly, because I don't get it. I hurt myself on that one. Um, that stings. Yeah, it's... Uh, ow, Firefly. I don't know why they haven't brought it back. Anyway, tonight we're going to be covering two main topics. We want to talk a little bit about Kill Team up front. We're going to react to an announcement that the Indominus Crusade box... Models are going to get rules in Kill Team and already have started getting them. And then we're going to talk a bit about an epic issue that, Tom, you and I face a lot. How do we make a competitive Heretic Astartes and Imperial Astartes team, given that they kind of suck in the current meta? <laughs> From there, uh, you know, Tom, I know you recently purchased a, a Chaos Knight mm-hmm. that you spent a long time putting together, and I've probably painted it excellently by now. Uh, here's spoilers. I don't get knights. <laughs> I don't like them. Uh, I don't trust them. And Tom, you're going to try to plead your case. You're going to tell me why they're awesome and cool and why I should like them. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Glad we were in agreement. So that's the two things. So Tom, first thing, Indominus Crusade. You're the one who actually flagged this for me. What What did they? It was just a Warhammer community article, right? So they just kind of previewed a couple things, I think. Yes. You know how they love to do a teaser every so often you know they'll put out a little bit of information before the full release uh, so they released um, rules for the assault intercessor uh, and the was it the the war the necron warrior with the gauss reaper the new gun and and they kind of well so they 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 showed the stat line for the assault intercessor and for the necron warrior but I mean, it's the same stat line that intercessors and warriors have. I think it was just a preview and like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, hey, they're going to get the Astartes chainsword mm-hmm. on the assault intercessors point, and on the Necron point, just like, oh yeah, the the Goss Reaper is going to be a thing for them too. Right. What? But it, Goss Reaper is just like a short range Goss Flare, right? A uh, shorter range, better AP. Got it. So is it still like a rapid fire one? Uh, I have my. Indominus book here somewhere. Did you buy the Indominus set? Uh, I just got the Necron half. But, did um, you really? Oh, I guess you did start playing Necrons, right? Because you had that all, uh, what was it, the Praetorian luster or something? Yeah. So I found someone selling the Necron half with the assembly guide, you know, and rulebook. And also the Tesseract Glow. They included that. So that was cool of them. That is cool. So I just I looked it up. So it looks like the Goss Reaper. It's 14 inches instead of 24 inch range. 
Yeah. Rapid Fire 1, but it's Strength 5 and AP minus 2, where I think the Goss Flare is Strength 4 and AP minus 1. Sounds... And I mean, in in Kill Team, well, I don't know. Like, I don't know how often they're going to be within 7 inches to get the two shots, but like 14 inches is not that far in Kill Team. Yeah. And Strength 5 is kind of a weird stat to position to be at. You know, you're not really doing any extra damage to to guard or marines. You're just you're just slightly more uh, equivalent to like the Tau rank and file guns. Yeah. I mean, I guess better against Death Guard. Yeah, true. No, it is it is better against Marines because then they get it's instead of four versus four, it would be strength five versus toughness four, so they get oh. a, a bonus to the wound. That's true. So that could be kind of cool. I'll have to ask my brother. Um, plays a lot of Necron, so I can ask him what he thinks about that. Mm-hmm. So I guess that blends itself into well. I, before actually, I was going to ask you about how do you make a Stardis good? Because spoilers, they, <laughs> they kind of blow right now. In Kill Team, the Chain Sword I think is going to make the Intercessor, the Assault Intercessor, a better option than the Reaver. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that a controversial point of view? You know, I was never really a fan of the Reaver. Yeah, even the Sergeant gets like five attacks. But I'm just not crazy about uh, da- one damage weapons. Not when there's a 50% chance you're actually going to kill it or just give it a flesh wound. I, I definitely agree. I'm trying to remember how many attacks Reavers have base if it's two or three. Of course, I'm trying to pull up like Battlescribe <laughs> while we're talking here. This is great radio. Yeah. So the Sergeant can end up with five uh, if you make him. A combat, combat. Uh, and then I think the knife gives you an extra attack, so he might have three. So it's so it's two base plus the the knife basically gives you three if you're a standard reaver, right? So so I mean they can take the grab shoots, which lets them fall without a damage penalty, and the grapple. I don't know what those are. Grappling hooks, grapnel shooters, which enable <laughs> them to fly over terrain. Right. But otherwise, there's not really a reason to take them now if you get a chainsword that gives you an AP minus one. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's just the way we were playing, but fall damage never really came into play. Yeah, it's because, well, we don't have that much verticality in the terrain we use. I also think, like, in the tournaments, they generally don't have a ton of terrain that you're climbing on top of. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, it's not, I mean, it's certainly nowhere near as good as, say, like a Harlequin flip belt. Right. By the way, what is a flip belt? Like, they have a belt that lets them, like, it's just a it's weird name for a thing. Some kind of anti-gravity, I think. But, like, I don't know. Like, why a belt? I feel like they should, like, Mega Man it and make it his shoes. <laughs> they're going the Batman route. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're going the Harlequin Batman route. Actually, that, you know, Harlequin Batman? Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 So, so now let's get into the the other topic here. So maybe assault intercessors will be will be a good addition. Frankly, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference because in the current kill team meta, if you're running any kind of two wound space marine, you at 100 points you might get five models. At 125, you're talking about six, maybe seven. Mm-hmm. And just with multi damage weapons and these horde armies or or hybrid armies that can take so many different points. I've never really found a Space Marine, Imperial Space Marine anyway, matchup that's really competitive at all. Mm-hmm. And that kind of surprises me, because when I was putting the Salamander list together, 
Marines have so many options available to them. Like pretty much any gun you could think of. There are so many different types of units that, like, how come they they can't win? Like, what what makes them so terrible? Well, I think it's it's kind of like that jack of all trades, master of none. And this this extends to heretics too. But let's we'll focus on the imperial now. You you can be pretty shooty. But there are other armies that can be more shooty, right? Like if you want to have all plasma guns, you can pull that off with the company veterans and other groups. Mm-hmm. But you're still going to be less effective than, say, like Mechanicum, who are going to have more plasma calibers at cheaper cost. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Militarum, who are going to have more plasma guns at cheaper cost. Or even, you know, there are some Eldar con- or Drukari configurations that could be pretty shooty. So you can be really effective at shooting, but in numbers and cost, that mean that every model you lose is a huge blow. Mm-hmm. That's true. They don't really have cheap units, right? I guess scouts would be it. But but scouts aren't that cheap either. And with with the guns they can get, you know, a scout costs about as much as a scion. But uh, you know, in uh, Tempestus scion and the Militarum list, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they can take plasma guns or flamers or or. Uh, the hot shot volley guns. Right. So so on the flip side then, you got Jack of All Trades, Master of None. Uh, let's talk about heretics for a minute. Mm-hmm. Less effective than vanilla Marines when it comes to like the shootiness, because you have a lot more limits in place on special weapons and heavy weapons. Right. Um, you don't have as many awesome close combat uh, war gear options like a Relic Blade. And a storm shield. Yeah. With elites, they got berserkers, but berserkers clock in at at least sixteen points per model. And while they're really good, they're they're squishier than they should be. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was playing Tau with a heretics list, and I got one berserker in close, and he did some damage. But all the others got shot at long range because if you got an opponent who can prioritize, they're going to take them out. Right. Um. Do you think when Marines go up to two wounds. Would that make a hell of a lot of difference? Or is there just way too many high damage weapons that it doesn't really matter? Well, it kind of depends on who you're facing. And, I mean, and also, do we think that they're going to make the the what are they called? What are the old Marines called now? They're called uh, the the what are they called? It's the the Primaris, and there's another name they came up with for the the, the small guys. Firstborn. Firstborn. That's it. Are they gonna Are they gonna get two wounds and kill team? Do you think? I imagine it would carry over. That's kind of a big deal. So then, what's gonna make Primaris stand out now? Nothing really. I guess they get an extra attack. I mean, there's some cool units, like, but the. I mean, not for a kill team, but there's that squad of dudes, the. Primaris that just have melters, <laughs> like long range melters. Those guys do look really cool. <laughs> what? So when Primaris came on the scene, honestly, I was at first I was really against it because I grew up in the firstborn Marine <laughs> mindset, and I I grew so attached to them. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, there's better ones now? Like, how is that gonna? You know, with the lore too, you got all these like heroes in the firstborn, and we'd have to push the timeline forward in such a way that would make them irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Do you, what's your take on Primaris? It seems like a marketing gimmick. Yeah, that's just me. I mean, I guess they had to come up with a reason for people to buy all new marine armies. Yeah. I feel like they got 
so much better with casting and, and sculpting that they're like, you know, we should you know make a new line to showcase how much better we got at, at actually creating models. They, they have really gotten amazing, though, with the models. Yeah, there's a lot of detail nowadays. And they're just constructed so much better. And the plastic is great. Like, I really, I know I'm usually like, you know, kind of being cynical about some of this stuff. But like, man, like those Death Guard models I bought, they are so detailed. Right. As primarily a painter, yeah, that, that really makes me excited to see such such intricate detail work that I can really get in there. And, and I know you're primarily a painter, but you do run, I mean, your main is usually Emperor's Children. Yeah, in Kill Team, and that's that's less of a uh, belief in their viability or, or excellence, more just because you love the lore and the the look and the army. <laughs> what's for you? What's the hardest army to play against as Emperor's Children? Probably Horde armies. Uh, I, I I think I struggled against because well, yeah, you could take a couple of flamers, but. Uh, if they know what they're doing, they'll target them first, and then really only uh, you're picking off one one model at a time. Uh, and, and if you're Emperor's Children, you also can't get Berserkers, right? Right. What's the alter? I mean, like possessed, as cool as they are, they're. I don't think that they're viable. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really do much. Like he he was hard to kill, and um, I think he did some work maybe once or twice. But you know, I just took some standard. KS Marines with chainswords if I needed someone to hold an objective and chop people up. I mean, if, if those chainswords get the minus one AP with the update, mm -hmm. they actually could be okay. Yeah, because Emperor's Children attack first. I mean, they do. I was kind of thinking, was that their motto? Emperor's Children attack? I think their motto is more like Emperor's Children, uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> children of the Emperor, death to his foes. So so let's do an exercise. Like, they say I it think... ironically, though. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like Alpha Legion with For the Emperor. <laughs> I, I love that. I think that is so... Oh, I don't know. Like, is, it, is it ironic? I mean, maybe some mean it. Like, <laughs> seriously. It's, but it's, it's just so in character. Who knows? So, so let's, do a, let's do an exercise for both uh, Heretics and Astartes. So, so Imperial and Chaos. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give us a enemy... And then I want to hear your take. How would you beat him? Okay. And we're gonna. I'm gonna go with some of the gatekeeper top of the meta teams right now. So for me, those are Drukari. Uh, Tau in my local region is is still one <laughs> that we have some trouble beating. Although I had some success against them recently. And I think we should also talk about Asuriani, even though I don't think you and I play them all that often because there aren't that many Asuriani players where we are. Mm -hmm. But I think they're kind of recognized as top of the meta. So let's let's start with Tau, man. All right, you're Emperor's children. You're going up against Tau. How are you going to beat him? Uh, are we assuming drone span? Dr drone span? I I would because I think like the meta in Tau is you get the three rail rifles. You do drone spam. Uh, you get that one drone which takes away the obscurement penalty. I think that's the recon drone. Mm -hmm. That that seems to be like the the list to beat when it comes to Tau. Mm -hmm. uh so I guess you just have to rely on line of sight blocking, make smart movements, try not to get shot at. Um, I think my is it the auto cannon, the Reaper auto cannon. 
Uh, or no, it's just it's just the auto can. The Reaper auto can is the one that Terminator takes. Right. So the, the, the regular one that does two damage. Uh-huh. Uh, that served me pretty well, especially being able to shoot twice. Uh, I guess take out any high-value targets uh, that aren't guarded by drones. <laughs> but, but here's the thing with that that I ran into. So if you're playing against a good Tau player, they're going to have a couple rail rifles at some place in relative cover. Because they will have a recon drone, they're going to get a advantage over you because they won't have to get the obscurement penalty for at least one. <laughs> and we'll probably have a comms. As a heretic Astartes, the only way you can get a comms specialist, which gives you the plus one to shoot, is if you take a Terminator, uh-huh. which which few people do. So, I mean, even if you're trying to go up against them with your autocannon versus their rail rifle, they're at an advantage. That's true. So hide. <laughs> I'd like to see Harlequin versus Tau. Well, I mean, with Harlequin, the one benefit is you can charge from a lot farther away. But with uh, so they have a couple Tau have a couple things which kind of fuck up charging, which is if you, uh, or I should say, Tau have a couple things which mess up charging, uh, which is one they have for the greater good, right? So everyone can shoot you if they if you're within charging or uh, Overwatch distance. The other one is for two points. They can take a tactic to command points, which will enable them to hit you on Overwatch on a four-up. Ah. So in some cases, they're actually hitting you on Overwatch more effectively than they would <laughs> in the shooting phase. Right. Makes sense. So so my brother mains orcs, and he has a really fun tactic that kind of obviates this, which is he hides a ammo runt behind his knob, and because they can't see the, the runt because he's completely obscured by the knob, he can charge and get them all in a close combat, and then they can't do Overwatch. Right. So he calls it like the Runt Leapfrog. Could you could you hide a cultist behind a marine and get them in like charge range? I don't think there's a big enough marine. I don't think so either. <laughs> Even that you might have difficulties with a Terminator. Best out of my box. But yeah, I think you're right. Like you just have to accept you're you're at a disadvantage. Your shooty models aren't shooty compared to the other team. Your attacky models are at a serious disadvantage for trying to get into combat. So you got to use line of sight and movement and try to draw the Tau guy into messing things up. Yeah, even the Terminator, the cannon. And I mean, the one benefit is the drones aren't really good at shooting and don't have any AP, but if you're relying on cultist spam, they're going to shred your cultists. Right. And so, they, they defer wounds to the the drones, right? Right. That's so their whole thing. Have, yeah, shoot the drone first, which is another good rule. So I guess, I guess take a lot of tactical chaos marines, mm-hmm. try to use them to draw out the drones and then get them in close combat and just, you know, use the lanes and positioning to completely obscure the uh, the snipers or with the not, not sniper specialists, just the folks that have the rail rifles. Because right. it'll be quite difficult to outgun them, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and for what it's worth, I know you play Emperor's Children. I usually play just like Renegade chapters mm-hmm. so I can use the reroll charges. But like Berserkers, if you can't be creative and charge from cover... You're gonna get shredded. Oh, yeah, they're strong, but they're squishy. If if I had like Thousand Suns, I would, you know, which I've had some success against uh, Tower Thousand Suns. 
you can use line of sight effectively and, and use the psychic powers on the uh, the drones and just kind of take them out one by one. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot harder. So what about Astartes, right? If you're Astartes, you don't have the benefit of the cultists that can go capture the points. Like, what the hell would you do with, like, an Imperial Astartes list? Yeah. Uh, my mind jumped to the Suppressor. But I think any Tau that any Tau player that knows what he's doing is going to space out the drones so that they're not going to get caught in the uh, in the aura, I guess, that it creates. So what does that do? It's it it kind of other models can't shoot if they're within what is it two inches of the affected model? I think it's two inches. If you if you hit a model, anything around it cannot shoot. Um, but yeah, the the whole point I guess is spacing them out so that you can't like do stuff like that. You know, rapid fire. You know, target two different drones at once. That kind of thing. Kind of like how you leapfrogged your uh, Tyranids. It's all about positioning. The other thing is a suppressor's 30 points, or 29, but that's pretty close. Yeah, he did a lot of work, though, against Martin. Yeah, our, our friend who played, uh, oh man, what did he play guard, I think, right? Yeah. So so that accelerator autocannon that the suppressor has, it's uh, heavy 2, 48-inch range, so it's, it's got a much better range. Strength 7, AP minus 2, 2 damage. So if you can get a hit off, any model that takes damage can't shoot, and any models within two inches of it can't shoot. So if he's not, if your opponent isn't spacing his models, and even if the drone takes the hit, like it's going to hose up all his little guys in a group. And I think, I think the, for lack of a better word, lookout, sir. Um, that tau is the the aura is bigger than two inches, right? Um, yeah, the you mean the greater good Overwatch. Uh, the one where you can defer uh, attacks to the drone. Oh yeah, I think that's it's either two or three. Yeah, I think it's probably more than two, so right, that I'm you up. could so you would only be able to target one with the suppressing fire. So, so I guess like the answer is there's not an answer. Like this is why and and you know kill team for how balanced it is in general, and that's just because you know there's rarely one group that dominates every meta of every contest like people always find like a way to beat it you know there really is yeah go ahead what about a smash captain just give him a storm shield and a jetpack interesting so so the idea there what storm shields a three up invuln uh four up i think and if if that i think it's a three up it might be a four up. You actually, yeah, you might be right. It might be. Custody's got three up just because their battle forge ability uh, increased their uh, invuln save by one. Yeah, dude, Custody's really because now I can have a either a four up. Yeah, you're right. So with Custody's, I think I get a three up with my guy, but I think you're right. So save your protocols. That's the drone. Uh, they can block a shot. Senior. That's three three inches. That's what it was. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And then what we were we were just trying to verify uh, the Smash Captain and the Storm Shield, right? Yeah. All right. So that's loading. So so interesting points there. It'd be expensive. I, I, it would be expensive. The other thing is, like I know I was just saying this a little while ago that the AP of the, the Chain Sword, if it gets upgraded in the new rules, mm-hmm. is going to be great. But at the same time. 
um, like, you know, combat Marines, like there are just so many other teams that are better at combat than they are. And if you lose one model, it's a big deal. Yeah. So let's see here. Company veteran. I think they're the ones. Oh, no, it's a Vanguard veteran. So, so I mean, that just goes to kind of the point I was trying to make. If you're Astartes or Heretics and you're playing against Tau, mm-hmm. like their their mobs are better than your mobs, so they can get all of the... Uh, the drones are just better than cultists. Mm-hmm. And their shooting is better than your shooting. So you kind of just have to suck it up and use movement to try to, you know, get an advantage. Yeah. All right, so that's Tau. It's all about movement. It's all about blocking. <laughs> It's the best I got. No, Storm Shield's a three-up invul. So I have confirmed. So so actually, I like your idea. If you have a Smash Captain, even if you've got... Um, let's say it's got three rail rifles next to each other, and one of them pops the, the two command point thing to try to get a four-up shot. Uh-huh. Um, the other thing they have is they have one of their SEPs, their like, faction bonuses, they can reroll once. Mm-hmm. So if you got three guys shooting you, two shots each for overwatch there's a reasonably good chance that at least one or two shots are going to get through but if you've got a storm shield you're probably going to be able to soak them up or just save the reroll and you'll probably be able to reroll it yeah so actually yeah best case scenario the jump pack gives you the fly keyword so if you can charge from complete cover that's a great idea you're not taking overwatch so, so Tom, I think we've stumbled on something. If you're playing Tau, having a, <laughs> a uh, smash captain that can neutralize their back end, like firing squad, could actually be a really viable way to take them out. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, or use them as a distraction Carnifex, and have everyone target him first round while your dudes, yeah, your real threats try to eliminate as many as they can so i played um i was a militarum recently and i have uh, a gottfried de montbard uh <laughs> model I, it's not you know i told you i actually converted a different model but the point is right. it acts as gottfried so he's got a three up involved that's exactly what happened so like i destroyed <laughs> the tab because he kept shooting at that guy because he was worried about it <laughs> while everyone else was fanning out and getting all my secondaries and capturing all my points mm-hmm all right, so if you're an Astartes player, try a Smash Captain against Tau. <laughs> tell us how it works. If you're a Heretics player... You're boned. You're boned. You got nothing. You're, you're outmatched. <laughs> try to use movement and line of sight as best you can. And, and by the way, we're, all, we're talking about all open board. I guess Arena changes everything. Yeah. So, so in arena, you're much better off as heretics because then your your charges might actually work. You're not going to have like an open board with all those like targeting lanes. So yeah. that's a different story. Um, but there is that uh, what do you call it tactic in arena that lets you hold Overwatch until you become visible. For for one point though, right? Yeah. So I mean. If they're doing that, though, they probably can't also, for two points, do the, the tactic where they get to shoot, make Overwatch rolls on a four-up. That's true. Because that's three points. Like, that's that's pretty ridiculous. But by the time you get across board to charge, they would have saved up a few. Maybe. Yeah, it's a fair point. Although, now that drones can't open doors, like that kind of obviates their effectiveness a little bit in Arena. That's true. 
So, so arena, don't use the smash captain. <laughs> <laughs> use flamers, I guess, right? <laughs> That's what I did. And uh, in open board, use a smash captain. And if you're heretics in arena, berserkers are a much better idea. And in open board, you just got to pray that your sight lands are going to keep your cultists safe. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's Tau. I, f- I feel pretty good about that. That was almost like a coherent answer, wasn't it? <laughs> it's almost like we know what we're talking about. Almost. I mean, I lose a lot. <laughs> but we have fun. So that's all that matters, right? Right. It's all right, so you win or lose. It, well, it's, it's a little bit if you... I don't know why. It is so hard to have fun if you're losing. Like, if it's a close game, it's fine. But when you're getting blown out, it's just like, well, God. It's kind of the opposite. You know, when we used to play, I did the most ridiculous shit. Just because it was unexpected. I was having a blast. Yeah. I mean, there was one game where you took Salamanders, and I was Death Guard, and I think you tabled me in the first round. I was like, what just happened? Well, that... Uh, heavy grav cannon that did some work that game. Oh, that thing is so good. The, yeah. the grav cannon against the Death Guard is so good. Yeah. And the uh, you had the guy with a jump pack with two plasma pistols? <laughs> the Moritat, yeah. That, was, that guy was good. <laughs> it's like, how ridiculous can I be? I think I think you got two damage and somehow it was a flesh wound with the one plasma pistol, and then you mm. did the other plasma <laughs> pistol because you get separate damage rolls. I was like, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> Oh, no, you know what it was? Because you have two different guns, you can target two different guys. I think you killed two Death Guard with that guy in the first turn. That was that was the moment when everyone else playing Kill Team realized that Death Guard weren't the top. <laughs> I think you got there just a little bit before they did. You can't uh, counter my strategy if I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking a drink. <laughs> now you've played my trap card. <laughs> All right. You ever played Drukari before? Uh, uh, yeah, actually, but it was just a list of entire Mandrakes. I, Mandrakes, I think their models look real cool. Like, I actually really like the, I know they're resin and blah, yeah. blah, blah, but they look cool. Yeah. And they're fine. Like, they're not bad. They're good utility. They can deep strike, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, when I play... So it's it's funny. Like I always thought that the rack lists were like way good, mm-hmm. and then I was heretics, and and my friend who plays Drukari randomly did a Kabbalite group and just destroyed me. <laughs> I was like, oh whatever, they're not that good. Yeah, they're good. The Dark Lance sucks. The the Shredder <laughs> is like a melta gun that sucks. They got a lot of cannon or... splinter cannons. So all right, so let's start with Kabbalites. If you're a Stardies and you're playing Kabbalites, what do you do? Well, you're not going to know, right? Because I guess, I guess you're just going to know they're Drukari. So let's let's go more broadly. Yeah. You're Astartes, they're Drukari. What do you do? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you would have to look at what they're unpacking <laughs> to see if they brought Cavalites or Witches. <laughs> so cheap. Got it. Good. <laughs> Next. Because they, they run so differently, right? Cavalites, all they do, like, they're really more shooty focused and, and the Witches are up close. Uh, so it's kind of hard to plan. You know, even if they have both in their command list, you know, they can change it on the whim. True. Um, I always thought it would be fun to play. Never got around to buying a box, though. Of what? The Jukari? Yeah. 
They they do seem like a lot of fun because you can play them so many different ways. But the thing which really sucks is to get a viable kill team, you have to buy like eight boxes of random stuff. <laughs> yeah. One Clivex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, that Clivex is nasty. Like at 16 points, he's got two wounds, he's got power armor, his weapon is like... I think minus three or minus four AP. That dude is good. That's an auto include, pretty much. And he looks pretty badass, too. And yeah, the Incubi do look really good. That's like the only Dark Aladar model. I'm like, oh, that guy's tight. Actually, I guess racks look kind of cool, too. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so so let's say you're playing... Uh, the guy is unpacking. He's pulling out racks. If he's playing racks, he almost certainly is going to take the four-up invuln save, which combined with a six-up feel-no-pain... Um, they're going to be pretty rough. They're also way cheap, so you can get two of those bad boys for the same price as one Marine, and they get either... I think they get two attacks base, which uh, are like, auto-wound on a four-up. Mm-hmm. So they they got good close combat. Um, they also typically have like a liquefier gun or a... Uh, what is that? The Ossa Factor? Yeah, yeah. So they're going to be able to control more of the board. Yeah, go ahead. What are you going to do? I got no idea. Well, with Astartes, right? Yeah. Well, uh, you're going to want multi-damage weapons, because they have the feel-no-pain and the invuln. Well, no, because I got an invuln, so the AP... So, first of all... Rate of fire, AP. I guess. Yeah, rate of fire and don't worry about AP, basically. Yeah. As many shots as you can get off. So, so let's see. What's good? Like, storm bolters are probably good. It's like yeah. four shots at half range. Take your rapid fires. Oh, flamers! Flamers, yes. That's how I beat. I used uh, like a, an all flamer and pious Vorn militarum group, and they just wiped his racks. <laughs> okay, so get a lot of flamers. Try to control the board. I don't think a smash captain's going to help you that much for the points. Yeah, probably not. It'd all be right, funny. So it would. Be <laughs> <laughs> it would be. It would be funny. That is true. He's like you're, you're throwing around your thunder hammer or whatever, and he's he's blocking it on a four up. <laughs> I'm trying to think, of what else could you? I mean, like lightning claw now because you don't need the AP. All right, so so get some heavy bolters, get some storm bolters, get some flamers. Try to do a rate of fire. They're not going to have a ton of long range unless they take mandrakes. Uh, they're going to have some decent close combat between mandrakes and incubi. Mm-hmm. So probably try to maybe maybe like blood angels so y'all your your leaders could have hand flamers. Yeah, inferno pistols are cool. Because then then you got what's they get plus one to wound I think right yeah, that, yeah. So plus one to wound with and a plus combat, right? Yeah, totally. So that's and that's another thing is the whole question like can Astartes be viable close combat guys? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have a I mean Salamanders I think is your the one you play usually is that your favorite Astartes faction bonus? Um, it has the most use I think versatility, being able to reroll in every phase. But um, personally, I'd probably go with Blood Angels just because I like close combat. And that's a place where like the the assault intercessors could be good. But your your point, so so you could have realistically a bunch because they're company veterans and vanguard veterans and, and etc. You know the veteran groups can take hand flamers for free. Mm-hmm. So it's d6 shots, but it's only strength three, or is it d3 shots? I think it's d6. Um, <laughs> 
to the what is this thing to the app uh, the inferno pistol i think is a hand is a melted pistol right but but that's not going to be that valuable against a rack because they have an involved and they cost like eight okay. points true yeah inferno pistols eight points hand flamer is free if you're blood okay. angel gotcha Although I agree, like Inferno pistols are cool, like objectively they're cool. <laughs> so hand flamer, oh, it's only D three, so it's pistol D three, strength three, auto hits. So that's not that great. If you had two yeah. of them, you're you're getting two D three, so you're av- you're gonna on average gonna get three hits. Yeah. Okay, well that's not that great, but something close combat for the incubus. Maybe the storm shield actually would be good against the incubus because you have the three up invuln. I'm a fan of the invuln. <laughs> Although it didn't seem to help when I played Arlequins, that's <laughs> they still dropped like flies. That, how much is the base uh, troop member for a Harlequin team cost? I want to say fifteen or sixteen points. Well, so that's the thing, because Iraq is like seven or eight points. It's like, oh, I hit you with my Harlequin's quick kiss, flesh wound. <laughs> yeah. I hit you back. Oh, you failed your invuln. I'm dead. It's like you son of a bitch. Dude, that would be the worst flesh wound. Oh, so players are base 12 points, but when you give them the weapons, they go up. So so base 12, and you're playing against a guy who has the same 4-up in Vuln, and arguably, you know, they're toughness 4 and stuff, so... That's if they have a shuriken pistol and a harlequin blade. But you want to give them the harlequin weapons. blade just like plus 1 attack or something? Uh, no, not even. It's uh, strength 3, AP 0, one, 1 damage. So it doesn't do anything additionally? No. Alright, so a base a rack is eight points base. So for, for two thirds of the cost of the Harlequin, you get a weapon which always wounds on a four up, two base attacks, a four up involvement, and a six up feel no pain. Yeah. And the six up feel no pain, by the way, comes from uh, the power from pain. It's not it's not endemic to the model. Mm-hmm. Alright, so so get a smash captain to deal with your <laughs> incubi and your mandrakes. Otherwise, get a lot of flamers as much as you can to take up ground. The, so we never talk about this, but white scars are, are seem like they're a pretty good group for movement phase. Yeah, that's their whole thing. Because they get, uh, what is it, plus two to charge in advance, and they can charge even if they aren't in combat anymore. Gotta go fast. <laughs> so they're, I, And yet they're not painted red, so go figure. <laughs> All right, so now let's let's flip it. Your heretic Astartes against Drukari. What do you do? Well, I think the the same principles apply, right? You get a weight of fire. Don't worry so much about AP. I don't know if they really have too many weapons that are capable of doing that. So, so a berserker with a chainsword. That's uh, three attacks times two. So that's a really good matchup against a, a rack. They're going to have six attacks against the Rax too, and, and they're actually strength five, so they're going to be pretty good. I forgot about Berserkers. My mind doesn't go to them because I can't use them. That's true. So so I took a Berserker heavy list thinking I was going to play Rax, and then he took Kabbalites, and I just got like shot off the map, basically. <laughs> but I think Berserkers against Rax are pretty good. Cultists with Flamers wouldn't be too bad. You can only have two of them, though. Plasma gun's not really going to be that useful because it's two damage. The two damage is good, but that's about it. Yeah. So you're, again, you're, you don't have anything super good, but the berserkers are, are actually pretty effective against Rax, just not against the incubus. Um, 
Actually, you know what? A Terminator might not be bad against Rax. Yeah. Maybe. Especially if you're like a combi, combi flamer. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side, if you're playing Cobblites, you need, uh, let's see, so they're re- re- reasonably shooty. Yeah. And they have really good range, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they, it's not bad. Because like they're, they're, the Shredder's like a melt again with range 18. So take your, against Cobblites, you probably want like the Reaper, or the, uh, not the Reaper, the Auto Cannon, Plasma Gun, <laughs> whatever. There's nothing else you can take pretty much. Because they got too many high damage weapons that would wipe a Terminator or a Possessed. Yeah. So so if you're playing a smart Drakari player, they're going to go Cobblites against Heretics and Rax against Astartes. Smash Captain. <laughs> still the Smash Captain? <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, they're still strength three, toughness three, right? The Cobblites? The Cobblites. Yeah, that's true. Same with witches. And their armor's not that good. I think it's only a five up. All right, so we talked about Drakari. Let's do one more. I, I don't know a ton about Ostrogani because I haven't played them. I know that they have some very nuanced units that you have to micromanage. It's kind of like Protoss from StarCraft. Did you ever um, play StarCraft? Yeah. What, what was your group? Zerg Rush. Yeah, it was Zerg Rush too. Although I never played that. I played it online once and I got just destroyed. <laughs> so the only thing I know about Asaryani is that you can't overwatch Howling Banshees. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. I know I know the um the striking scorpion Exarch has some nasty weapons and power armor. Um, I know there's a Dire Avenger Exarch that can take like two really good Shuriken catapults for free. So he's like dual wielding. They have that heavy weapon platform. And then if you want really, really tough units, they can take the uh, Wraith Guard and Wraith Blades. Ah, Wraith Knights. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I mean, they're, they're um, I guess Guardians aren't that great, right? I, was there anyone who played Eldar? There was, there was one guy in that tournament I played out of Springfield, Virginia, hmm. and he won the tournament. <laughs> so, so he knew his shit. Yeah. But that's also because nobody knew what was going on. They're like, oh, that guy has toughness six. What the hell? <laughs> I didn't do Eldar toughness. I think that's the like, or maybe it's toughness five. But the uh, the wraith guard are really tough. Yeah, I don't think there was anyone in the campaign. That's so, so your standard uh, guardian is like six points. <laughs> So they could be hoardy if they if they wanted. So you know, I think I think with heretics have a good mix of cultists, maybe some flamers in there. Uh, maybe take a couple of berserkers and just try to avoid the banshee until they're in combat and then charge them. Mm. Um, I don't have too much here. Use movement to your advantage and try not to forget that they have like eighteen different units that can kill you. <laughs> there you go. What about uh, imperial austerities? Smash captain. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I was like, I, was like, I knew it. If you don't say it, I'm going to be disappointed. And you didn't disappoint. Just had How many Smash Captains could you... What if you just had, like, three Smash Captains and two Scouts? So what, what I wanted to do, if we ever got Season 3 of the campaign going, that we couldn't because that was around the time COVID hit, yeah. uh, um, I wanted to make a... Because that one would have been just fluffy, right? If you, if you brought a quote-unquote competitive list, you would you know get shamed. So, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to make, I guess, blood angels that count as like for fluff purposes, they would be chaos, like fallen blood angels, uh, servants of the truth, uh, homebrew chapter. Um, but that list was going to be all 
jetpacks and lightning claws, and I was basically just going to have five uh, warp talons <laughs> that ran up the field and mulched people. Wait, isn't a warp talon is is the uh, like a raptor, right? Yeah, they're raptors. Oh, oh but you were going to but you were going to run them as just like jump pack equipped lightning claws guys. Yeah, so Astartes are allowed to have enough uh, veterans with jump pack. It's going to take five of them. <laughs> That would be fun field. to model. Yeah. I actually really but, like the warp models. They look cool. I did bash one as a test. I, um, I bashed the uh, light uh, warp talon with a sanguinary guard because I really liked the wings. Um, so he was basically a warp talon except the sanguinary guard chest and death mask and the wings. But like the, all the ks bits, uh, he looked pretty cool. Black and red. That's tight. And the death mask, of course, was still gold with blood dripping out of the eyes. <laughs> Did you show me that one? Yeah, probably. That's pretty cool. All right, you know what? That's enough tactic stuff. This is look, we, we've been serious for too long. Let's just do wish list. <laughs> what What do you wish in the new kill team add-on or kill team camp? What do you call it? Uh, supplement that they're putting out because they are putting one out. People, they it's it, they've teased it. They had a video I think in October that showed like a new flayed one. Uh-huh. You know, doing some kind of hijinks right, as they do. Pariah Nexus. Yeah. What 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 other units do you want to see in Kill Team, or what up, up, updates do you want to see? Uh, knights. <laughs> Is that? Are you trying to segue to part two of this? <laughs> no, I was just thinking, and it kind of goes back to um, the Indominus models getting Kill Team rules. The the article literally said all of the Indominus models were getting Kill Team rules. So the guys but, on bikes. Yeah, there were bikers in that box. And Scorpec Lord, like, how do you have him in game? They, they would have to be super high cost. Uh, yeah, I don't know what. How the hell are you gonna do that? There's no like, might as well just take dreadnoughts. <laughs> you know, right? I, I've got two that that came to mind from this episode. One is Death Company. Okay. Just because I they I like them. I think they're fun to paint and they look good. Yeah. Um, I've always, always wanted Legion of the Damned and Kill Team. Yeah, I Haven't love. Been... Well, they went, they went on the um, what is that thing where they're out of circulation now? Legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're in the Legends, so nobody's gonna see them for a while. But I and look, like I know maybe people are gonna complain. There's too much like non-Zeno stuff anyway, which is a completely fair thing to point out. But I just love <laughs> Legion of the Damned. They're so fun to paint. And they look so cool. My Sonic Dreadnought went into Legends recently. Wait, which one did? Oh, you're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll come back. I doubt it. What about, I mean, I would also, I mean, look, for the, the wish list, you can pick your Eldar model. They all need re- new models and <laughs> Seriously? New Dark Reapers would be cool. Yeah. I think there are some Tyranid models that are old enough to drink. <laughs> that are still in circulation? Yeah. Well, don't they still have some of the Phoenix Lords that you can buy? Maybe. Okay, let's look it up. Games Workshop, Phoenix. Because they had, you know, like, uh, what is it, Baharoth or whatever, Osserman. Mm. Yeah, the Osserman model is it's, <laughs> it's temporarily out of stock, but that that's from, like, third edition, I think, right? Or second edition. <laughs> he's, he's tiny. <laughs> Little tiny Spot. metal model. Usually temporarily out of stock means they're redoing the package, but for such a, I don't know. And they've got they've got uh, Baharoth too, the uh, mm-hmm. 
the oh yeah, I forgot about that swooping hawks. Those would be kind of cool. That model is so old. <laughs> trying to see when did it actually come out. It's it's at least 1994 because that's the first <laughs> time I saw it. Wow. All right. So Eldar players, we we feel the pain, guys. We know. <laughs> Don't be sad. You guys got shining spears 20 years ago. <laughs> God, that was 20 years ago. All right, enough of this. Enough of this. Let's talk nights, man. You want to talk nights? Sure. It's night where I am. Is it night where you are? Yes, it is. We're in the same time zone. <laughs> EST. <laughs> EST. Um, I'm not proud of that. So what made you recently decide you were going to purchase a night model? Uh, I got a bunch of gift cards for Christmas, and I said, that looks fun as shit to paint. And which one did you buy? I got the Desecrator slash Rampager. Okay, so that's the same one. And uh, and the Desecrator's got, like, what what's the difference? One has two close combat and one has, like, a battle cannon? Yeah, so the Rampager has the Thunderstrike Gauntlet and Reaper Chainsword. Um, and then the Desecrator... Has a laser destructor. I'm not gonna lie, I just got a little my pulse (laughs) quickened when you said that. (laughs) And then they can take either one of the melee weapons. And is is the the so I remember back in the day when they used to put out like chaos uh, themed vehicles. It -hmm. would just be the normal vehicle plus like a chaos bits sprue. Right, right. Is it the same thing or is it like a pretty different dedicated kit? Uh, so the this one the Desecrator and Rampager, um, these are fairly new, right? Um, well, newer, I guess. They are wholly chaosy. You know, there's nothing Imperial about them. They're quite spiky. Uh, they have the the sort of backward knee kind of kind of thing, like a, oh, like, like the a, grasshopper legs, like a predator, yeah. But yeah, all spiky bits and armor. But like the the other knights, like the the, the spoiler, is just a chaos version of. Uh, all the other knights are pretty much do-it-yourself, painted with chaos colors. So that's interesting. So the Imperial Knights have like humanoid legs, and the Chaos Knights have the uh, the grasshopper like extra joint legs. Yeah, I didn't notice that. That's a pretty cool difference. Yeah, I think they wanted to make it look more predatory. I think it looks cooler. Like I'm looking at all of them right now. Yeah. All right. So you thought it would be fun to paint. How long did it take to put this bad mama jamma together? Uh, he's still not completely together. I'm doing uh, sub-assemblies, because there are some parts that are hard to reach, uh, you know, if you put it all... And then I want to magnetize the weapons. Got to figure out how to do that. They're still is, this the, is this the biggest model you've ever undertaken? Yes, by a, quite a large margin. So the the chainsword is almost as big as a beer... Uh, uh, as long as a beer can. Just the chainsword itself. I don't know how to feel about that. It, yeah, it's pretty big. The... Uh, each of the shoulder pads are almost as large as a Baden's base. I think he's on like a 50 or 60 millimeter base. It's it's just, it's really big. And I can't wait. So, next question. I know that there was a meta for a while where it was it was just chaos, or, uh, knights. Like, knights was the army to beat. <laughs> what, I think, do you know a little bit about that? So, wasn't it the Loyal 32 and a Castellan? Yes, I think so. <laughs> so you just have your uh, you have your CP generating uh, battalion with all your dudes, and then because the the knight was just so good, it, it was pretty much an army all by itself. Uh, but I think that's all 
fairly changed, right? They they realize their mistake. <laughs> What's are they? And it's just that they're so tough and they have so many wounds that it's it's it just takes forever to try to take them out. Yeah, they definitely learn their lesson when they release the Chaos Knights. Yeah, the Chaos Knights is a new codex, right? Uh, I think so. Fairly. Yeah, no, they seem pretty balanced uh, for the point cost. You know, they're when once you start scaling everything up. You know, sure, it costs more, but it has more wounds and it does more damage. And, you know, you kind of get what you pay for. I don't yet know. Like, the, the so the Desecrator and the Rampager are probably garbage to, to use in-game, but it just looked like a lot of fun to paint up. I mean, it looks tight. It's a undeniably cool model. Yeah. I think the best option they have for, for Chaos is the Despoiler, uh, which is just a, priest, a preceptor that you paint. That's one of the Imperial Knights that you just have to paint chaos So, So they, they fundamentally shook the meta because it shifted it from what? Like a an obviously army-focused army to one where you could really just have one or two models. I just don't see like how could they be competitive unless is the point you just cannot take them down? Um, yeah. I mean, you could take more than one. They're not that... Um... Not that expensive. Uh, I don't see the point cost, just the power. And then talking fluff wise, here's here's my other issue. We had to suddenly retcon like a whole large amount of the fluff to make these guys fit in because they had you know not really been a part of the game for so long. Although I think back in the original part they were maybe an epic, you know, the small scale. Mm-hmm. Um, so my understanding is it's it's kind of like they're titans, but they're smaller. And rather than being owned by a Titan Legion, it's like families have inherited them over time. So it's kind of like one might be associated with like several members of the same family house or lineage. Is that like pretty true? Yeah. I just got it here. The the Desecrator is just over 400 points. Oh, that's not that many. Yeah. So you could definitely take a decent number of models. Uh, Yeah. So the, I guess, you know how, um, how on the nose GW can be. Uh, unsubtle. They're called knights kind of for a reason. right? They uh, Originally, they were knights were relics from before the Dark Age that nobody really knows where they, you know, they just sort of were. Uh, and yeah, I guess you're right. They were like uh, kind of like Battletech <laughs> you know, uh, one pilot per knight. And they were basically used in like super far off planets away from the Imperium that wouldn't have a lot of contact. Mm-hmm. So they kind they kind of had to be self-sufficient. So they were given a knight in order to, you know, protect, you know, their their uh, settlement. Uh, and then they sort of became a feudal planet uh, based around this one protector guy. Uh, and then it became like an heirloom, you know, that it became like the noble houses sprung up and, and it was passed down to generations. And then... Um, the Mechanicum showed up. So apparently the STC pattern for knights uh, is like super common. <laughs> Every Forge world has one, and they're really easy to produce. So the Mechanicum went around to all the feudal planets, all the feudal worlds, and said, hey, if you, like, well, uh, you give us ore and food and resources, you know, uh, and then every set period of time, usually about a year, We'll come back. You give us, you know, what you have, and we'll give you a new knight. 
so that kind of so they you know they basically were knights working for their you know lord like you would in the middle days interesting I, I have no. Why would the STC be common though? By the way, for those that don't know, I know this is this, this whole episode is kind of like if you're not super into Warhammer, this isn't going to be as relevant to you. So we should put like a, a warning on the front end. Hey, we're we're going super deep nerd on this one. But um, so the STC uh, standard template construct is essentially like a piece of technology. You know, it's like a data blueprint, like hard hard drive blueprint that's got everything you need to know about how to create some piece of technology and then scale it at a high level. So I, I imagine like Tom, my understanding of this is it doesn't just contain like, Hey, here's a, here's a, you know, what is that called? Uh, like the blueprint that has the, you know, the images of what's on the inside and the inter individual components, but it might also include what like raw materials you need to create those components, like techniques yeah. to create factories, to create those components. Uh, and then ways to mass produce a lot of the other pieces that you might need to create that thing. So if you find an STC for, uh, I don't know, uh, let's say Bluetooth headphones, it would include you know <laughs> blueprints on how does Bluetooth technology work, right. how do you get the transmitter, where do you you know how would you generate electricity and, and capture that so that you can have a portable device, that kind of thing. And they're so super valuable. Super valuable because that's basically how the Imperium stays Functions. afloat. Yeah, they, they they don't understand their technology. They find these things and, and other records and then use that to recreate things that have been lost. Why would you have all of these? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, knights are real easy, so here you go. Uh, in, in a uh, just a one off thing that sort of made the Mechanicum jizz their pants. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You mean they're toasters? Um, that too. No, they just have. It's super easy. Everyone has one. I want one. <laughs> but okay, so they've got yeah. all these things. They become pretty common. It becomes a rite of passage. But they were all still, right. they were still like gate kept by the Mechanicum. You know, in order to get resources. You know, uh, what are they? Tides. Yeah. Land resource tithe. I forget what specifically the tithe was called. Um, but yeah, they would get what they needed and then give these uh, feudal worlds uh, a new titan. And then uh, they got the houses got pretty hoity-toity uh, about you know oh we have knights we're cool. That's as so, far as I got. So aren't there also if you're uh, not sorry not Imperium Mechanicum aligned knights yeah so i mean i just i know the uh the chaos versions the different houses uh, i guess they're like uh and they give you different legion traits you know uh crunch wise but uh the different houses are are either infernal uh iconoclast or dreadblade um the infernal houses uh fell to chaos the iconoclast houses pledged to the dark mechanicum and the dread blades are one particular knight uh that fell but didn't take their entire house with them so they're just kind of like one-off mercenary type knights and then they each they, you know each uh thing gets it, their own abilities and, and uh, rules i don't have the codex 
<laughs> you don't need it. You do everything. All right. So now I feel like I know the lore. So I guess if you have a knight that's in an imperial army, it's because they're like, hey, we need some help, and they, they loaned him out. If you've got a knight in a chaos army, it's because they joined a war band. All right. I guess it feels very much like Mech Warrior. Mm-hmm. Like, if you remember the uh, Mech Warrior lore, I don't know if you were ever into this, but I like the Mech Warrior games, so I tried reading a couple of the books back in the day. I mean, they, were, they were okay. Not anywhere near as good as some of the Warhammer stuff. That, mm-hmm. But uh, it was, you know, essentially you inherited it to your Mech and it passed along the lines, and you were kind of like a not quite a soldier, but not quite like a baron like you know it was kind of like it enabled you to have status in a certain class in society mm-hmm. so okay i i still think um i'd rather have titans yeah and i mean these are i mean like from a scale purpose these are what like half the size of a titan or half the height i should say that's a good question so the the chest the, the body i guess houses one pilot but i remember in the horus heresy books there were like elevators that took you up the titan's legs right there was a whole team of, of uh, dudes operating that thing, right? So no, <laughs> they're nowhere <laughs> near. Okay. So they're they're basically it's like people say, man, mechs are super cool. I wish I could have titans. And Games Workshop saying, hmm, how can we take it? Adv- hey, you know what would be cool? Let's invent the Tau. And then somebody was like, a couple years later, hey, that was kind of dumb. Let's not do that. Well, it's too late. We already created them, and some people like them inexplicably. All right. Well, fair enough. But uh, how do we get cool mechs instead of these lame Gundam <laughs> mechs? What if uh, what if it's knights? What if it's uh, what if it's these knights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a couple guys, and it's like your thing, and you travel around the world or the cosmos looking for for fights with your knights. And uh, yeah, and you can have good knights and bad knights. Let's do that. And five or six years later, and hundreds of thousands of dollars later, where are we are today? Titanicum. Yeah. All right. You've answered my questions, Tom. I started this whole thing kind of like against them, but honestly, the models are really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't complain. I like it's. I see what you like in it. It's tight. I don't think I have my camera on, but he's pretty cool. Did, so did the, you name him? Uh, Jeff. That's a good name. Yeah, he's going to be pink. <laughs> Is it, oh, because he's an Emperor's Children guy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I can't wait to see Jeff and all his pink glory. Mm-hmm. Anything else we want to cover today? I think that's it. Yeah. Well, what do we always say? Good fight, good night. <laughs> Adios. Muchachos. Adios, muchachos. All right. As always, mash, like, and subscribe. <laughs> uh, if there's something you'd like us to cover in the future, totally do it. I think tonight, honestly, this conversation came about because Tom and I were literally just looking for time to try to figure out how the hell we could get our armies to beat Tau, Drukari, and Eldar. Um, but in future, we'll continue covering top fives. We'll cover Kill Team. We'll cover video games. You know, if, if it's your fandom, we're your tandem. <laughs>